Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Freel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We have an extraordinary show lined up for you. If you've ever wanted to figure out how to get more traffic to your website, to your offer, to your funnel, um, we've got the the person here who I trust with all of my ads, um, and uh, she's going to be dropping a lot of wisdom, knowledge, and gold on us today. Uh, And... Right now, he has just ridden into the studio. He's just jumped off of his horse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the one and only Bearded Wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> You've got a salute today. You've got a salute today. How are you, my friend? <laughs> That's incredible. I arrived a few minutes early from the steed today, so I had time to prepare and everything. Well, I uh, I appreciate your promptness, your punctuality, um, I don't appreciate the look on your face, but that's not anything today in particular. It's just, <laughs> it's just my face. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of sort of, it gives me a sour stomach every time I see you. The perfect podcast for you would be, you couldn't see me or hear me. In fact, that means I'm not here. That would be the perfect podcast for you. Well, and that, and you know, that's one of the reasons we did an audio only podcast for the first <laughs> couple of years, because I had to really like ease into this. And well, we're uh, well in the deep end now we're in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um so I'm excited about today's show. We have uh you oh, know I can't. I'm I'm really not looking forward to it at all. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, at least <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um and you know what? The truth is nobody cares what you think. So it's exactly. all it's it's all good anyway. Um so we no, have uh, we have somebody who's made a uh, big difference in uh in my life. Um she uh she runs the ads for uh some of my companies helps oversee and gives a strategy for other ones. She has managed over uh, over $20 million in ad spend, um, trusted by many of the entrepreneurs that uh, that I know personally. And so without further ado, let's welcome Jessica Wallman onto the show, Woo! Just Tips, to talk about all things Facebook ads. Welcome, <laughs> Jessica. Um, Dean said he wasn't very excited to see you. I apologized. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm no. you remove missed- him. You've changed the words there. I said I wasn't looking forward to the show. That's because you're here. Me and Jessica are going to have a great time. <laughs> yes, we okay. are. I almost, I almost just pulled him off the air. Hold on, let's do it anyway. Just to, okay. There we go. All right, all right. Now he's back. All right. <laughs> I have too much power. I'm drunk with my power over here. <laughs> you are. Yeah. So, um, so Jessica, you have um definitely made a positive impact. Um, on uh, on the different business ventures that I'm involved in, you know, from all the way from helping my uh, my in-house media buyer know exactly what to focus on and giving her oversight and instruction. Little shout out to Stacia. Um, all the way to uh, running ads for my e-com company and uh, and other projects and things where uh, where I'm a partner. So uh, I think you know either. Either I'm totally wrong in putting all my eggs in your basket, or you must be really awesome at what you do. And I think the results speak for themselves. 
So we're uh, we're pretty pumped to have you yeah. here. I hope it's the latter. I hope I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna find out soon. Uh, that <laughs> right. No, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I've been wanting to come on the show with you guys for forever. So thank you for inviting me. I feel really. No one's ever yeah. said that before. You must oh be a sucker for punishment. <laughs> it's a punishment. Yeah, that's right. So um, so so we've got so much to unpack here, and and it's funny because one of the things that Dean and I have talked about before is sometimes sometimes people are like, you know what? I tried Facebook ads and they don't work. <laughs> no, nope, they don't work. They just don't work, right? They're like, I try I tried being successful and it doesn't work. <laughs> right? And and so we we kind of laugh about that a little bit because I think sometimes people do something and and they don't really know exactly what they're doing or how to do it or who to have help them. And so they create this, you know, um, this belief that it just doesn't work. Meanwhile, you know, you've got clients in all different niches, all different industries, um, and everything like that. And you guys are running Facebook ads from everything from, you know, local businesses to, you know, software companies to info product companies to experts, like everything in between. And so, um, so I want to I want to get into when somebody says Facebook ads don't work for me. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your reaction to that? <laughs> well, first off, <laughs> I guess that's there it is. It. That's the reaction. <laughs> that's right the reaction. <laughs> well, and a lot of times I'll ask, like, okay, well, like, how much did you spend? And they're like, I spent thirty dollars, and it didn't work. Right. I, I and I'm just like, what did? What did you expect to happen with your thirty dollars? Well, I don't know, but I wanted a sale. I'm like, I thought I was going to become a millionaire. I thought I thought that's how this worked. You just I've heard that before. Thirty dollars, and then you're a millionaire. Yep, yep. Yeah. I've heard that before, and I'm like, you know, a obviously thirty dollars isn't going to get you very far. You're not even you. It's just it is not going to get you very far. But and B, they had no plan. Like they had no idea what they were aiming for. They just were throwing money, saying, "Please make sales." And if that's how it worked for everybody, we'd all be multi multi millionaires right now. Right. So how? So 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 one, people have weird and wacky expectations. Yes. When it comes to running Facebook ads, because I think I think they think like success online is you know all about the ad. Meanwhile, there's a lot of other things that go into creating 100%. successful ads, right? Like you could have all the Facebook ads in the world running to your page, but if your page sucks or people don't want to buy your thing mm -hmm. it's really not the ads right so there's like all sorts yeah. of reasons why it might might not be working but before we get into any of that why are you doing what you do now because oh i God. know i know you know what goes on behind the scenes <laughs> and it's not it's not easy to grow a very successful facebook ad agency so like why why are you doing this yeah, I love, first of all, I love our clients. I love marketing. Those are two big things. But I love when we're able to help our clients impact lives. I mean, I have clients right now, literally, um, who help um, uh, traumatized um, adopted children. And they help the parents and they help like the situation. And so I'm just like, how many people can we help her impact? And, and she's struggling to get that out there. And I know from personal experience with my own uh, brother and family and, and situations they've had, they could use that help. So I just look at that and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, how can we help? So every time I see like, why are her sales down? Why isn't she getting this? We need to impact more lives. More people need to hear this. So for me, that's the first thing. If I can, if I can like see that in a client, I'm like all in. I just want to help them grow so far, so fast. Um, but then, you know, I just love marketing at the end of the day too. So I love talking about it all day. I mean, obviously that's, that's my jam. So I love doing it all day, but really the impact is probably the biggest thing. Right. Right. That's yeah, amazing. Absolutely. What's like, what's one of the coolest stories that, you know, that you've been part of, you know, you've helped, you've seen or experienced that really like solidifies that? Like, what is the power of what you do? Like, what is like, what, what does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, we have two different types of clients that can come to us. Um, well, maybe probably three, but you know, we have some clients who come to us who, who have funnels that work, their product sells, and they're just coming to us to scale. And that's amazing. I can help them scale and impact more lives. And that's awesome. It's a little bit easier because you know, they're backend. My biggest thing is always an ad won't fix a broken offer. So if you come to me with your mm -hmm. offer working and everything working, then we can just help scale and, and improve it. Yeah. But the clients that come to us that they've sold online organically a bit and that's really cool, but they haven't gone to the ad round. So they, they think it works, but they haven't just really gone that extra. They just don't know ads and organic are different. So when you go to Facebook ads and you're bringing in that kind of traffic, it's different. So I love being able to help them actually build that presence online and impact instead of I have 30 or 50 sales and it's so exciting. I just help them get 500 sales. Mm. and 500 lives impacted and that's a, that's what i love because they don't know if it's gonna work we're trying to help them work and when we get to that point where you're like oh my god you went from here and we just brought you to here that's exciting it's always fun to scale people who are already working i love that but it's really cool to see someone who hasn't really hit it yet but they've got you know it works but it's not there yet and we just brought mm. them we help them because it is a whole holistic thing it's not just ads; it's a whole holistic approach but we help them get there and i love that that's awesome. So I, I have a weird question that you may not have been expecting. Oh dear. We've got a weird warning. Not mostly it's weird. So this is this is gonna be interesting. Do you, off, you know why? Do you <laughs> think do you think there's any way that Facebook ads could help Dean have a better attitude? <laughs> I love Dean's attitude. <laughs> All right, well, now well, we are now we are going to have to kick my attitude because I get so much abuse in my comments. I'll be finishing the show by myself now. <laughs> we'll put a nice video of you add out personality, and you know maybe we'll just get you more fans and followers, Dean. We can do that for you. Yeah, now that's a hard, that's a tough job. You've uh, it is stepping up to the plate there to try and make people like me. Well, she's. I mean, like if she. The thing is, like every every person who's at the top of their game needs like that next challenge. <laughs> you know, to figure out like, can I, can I get even sharper? And she's like, if I could get Dean more followers, like that would be like my Mount Everest. I guess, <laughs> how do you impact lives? Get me invested in you and we're going to go all the way. There we go. Yeah. All right. Challenge um, all right. So, so in all seriousness, when somebody, when somebody's taking a look, you know, maybe they've run Facebook ads, maybe they haven't run Facebook ads. Like who, who are Facebook ads good for? Like what types of offers should you be considering a Facebook ad? Like, are there times when it it's not a good idea to use ads? Like, how how do you help somebody kind of decide? So maybe they've they've tried it before and it didn't work, or they gave up on it, or they're doing it now and it kind of have mediocre results. How do they decide? Like, am I in the right spot? Because I feel like that that's something that a lot of people ask themselves, even when they're running ads, or like, should should I even be here? 
Yeah. Well, I always love when people can at least sell it online organically. I mean, I think that shows that people you've at least honed in on your messaging a bit and your product and it's something that people want. Um, and so if you can do that first, it's going to make going to ads even just mentally a little bit easier because, you know, people want it. You know, it's a little harder when you're going to Facebook ads. You're like, I've never sold it. Fingers right. crossed. I've failed it. And that's that's really hard um, right. and it's costly. So if you're going to do that, it doesn't mean you can't test a new product or offer. Um, you just have to mentally know I'm investing in the ads to figure out if it works. Mm. Right? And you have to know I'm, I'm willing not to make that back because it I may not make it back. It may not work. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, tracking your numbers the whole way, right? You have to track your numbers. If you do and you spend, I spent $1,000 and I made no sales, but I have no idea why or where the bottleneck was or what didn't work, then you really didn't get any further. So, I mean, I think everyone can be ready for ads. You know, it might make it a little bit easier mentally for you if you have sold it organically. Um, but if you want to go into the ad game without having that, you just need to be ready and say, because ads will work for anyone. They really will. You just have to be willing to invest and shift and pivot really fast. Um, so look at the data. Uh, you know, oh, my leads are coming. I'm getting great lead costs. But when they go to my page, like you said, they're not converting. What do you need to do? Do you keep running ads and bringing people to that page? No. You say, I need to stop, change my page, test again for, you know, get another 100 people there. Did I make sales or did I not make sales? I didn't. Pause it. Shift my page again. You have to just be willing to make those changes. We've had clients who take their work to heart, and I get it. And we'll tell them, like, you know, your page just isn't converting. Here's our suggestions and feedback, and they get a little. What's the word? I'm thinking butthurt over it, but you know what I mean. That's like the they that's take the they word. take it personally. That's see, that's why Jessica's doing this, and I'm not because I'll be like, your page sucks. <laughs> right? She's all like nice about it. You have to be because it's it's like their life work, you know. Um, but th- at the same time, I, they understand. It's like follow the data. The data is yeah. telling you it's working. So. Well, and I so this is I think this is something that's really interesting and. You know, this, this is part of, you know, running ads, but I feel like we could say, all right, this is part of marketing, but then we could say, all right, you know what? This is actually part of business is taking this. Don't take it personally, experimental approach. And when you go out, instead of looking at stuff that comes back as like, ah, you know, why don't these people understand what I'm trying to do? And like all this other stuff, you're, you're getting data. And you need to interpret the data. And it's like being a a scientist in a lab, right? You don't get angry at the, you know, the freaking beaker and the Bunsen burner in the chemistry lab. You're like, ah, just, you know, smack it off the table. I mean, maybe some there's maybe there's some angry scientists. I don't know, actually. But (laughs) I think the scientists that make it further are the ones who just are like, this is this is the information I'm getting. How do I make an adjustment? And then try another trial of my experiment, right? Because it's right. it's all experimentation at the end of the day. That's I mean, yeah. kind of like just have fun with it. It's, it is it's experimenting, having fun with it. And sometimes, you know, we do get a little, like I said, we get a little too close to our stuff. And there is that balance of data says this, but I'm really over here, and I, you know, I I'm trying to like find that balance so I don't like some people. You know, it might just be like your messaging has to completely shift, and they're like, no, no. Um, and I don't think that's I don't know. Everyone just, it's just experimenting. It really is experimenting, being okay, following the data. Data is what's going to tell you what's working in life in general. Like in everything, data is what tells you what is and is not working. And if you are willing to follow it, you're going to get farther ahead in, in life and in your campaigns. 
Right. Well, I, uh, you know, you know, one of the things that I think pe sometimes people struggle with, you know, if you were to go back pre-internet, I mean, but let me start this way. The internet and, and online advertising is so easily and quickly accessible, right? And it also feels very intangible, doesn't it? Like we could sit here now at our computer and literally start spending hundreds of dollars a day, thousands of dollars a day, tens of thousands of dollars a day. And it almost feels like, yeah, you know, we know with our experience, we're buying data and we're getting feedback and then we can review, optimize and change. And for some reason, I think a lot of people struggle with the attachment of spending money on something that they can't seemingly physically, tangibly see, feel and hold. You know, if we were to pre-internet and online ads like this, you know, people would never imagine that they could run newspaper ads or, you know, Yellow Pages ads and things without spending money and without, you know, you would do that and you would think, well, this may or may not work. You know, I might I might post a thousand postcards or 10,000 you know, things through people's doors and get nothing back. We'll see. I think it was a lot easier back then, you know, when people do those kind of things, it's easy to understand that this may or may not work. I've spent money to print this thing and I don't know what's going to happen. But online, there seems to be a different mentality and mindset. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. It's, I think it's an expectation thing, isn't it? And if they don't go into it with that correct expectation, 100%. people just set themselves up for a fall. And I've seen that over and over again. And people just will, because it's so easy, like, right, you just talked right. about Something printed, it takes time, planning, you better be darn sure you're, it takes a lot more time. Whereas you could be like, I'm gonna throw up an ad here in the next 15 minutes, um, right. some random stuff, and I want it to work. And so people just, you know, they'll boost a post and be like, I'm gonna make money. And I'm like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. A bit more planning. Yeah. So you need to know what's my goal, what are my numbers, what am I looking to achieve? Am I am I talking to my audience the way that is actually going to like resonate with them? There's a lot of pieces that people miss. They just think my offer is made, I'm ready to put an ad out. There's a lot more planning before that, before you ever put your ad in. All right. So let's go through that planning. I think that would be a really valuable thing for people to hear. So what are the steps to planning a successful experiment? Right. I think, and I think that's a really good way to look at it because if you, you say so yourself. I did say so myself. <laughs> I was waiting for you, but you were too busy drinking your water. <laughs> so, so how do you plan a successful experiment that has the potential to lead where you want it to go, in, meaning sales, or get you the information that you need to get closer to sales the next time around? Like, how do you, how do you think about planning things out? Yeah, absolutely. So figuring out first what your what your goal is. Anytime you're going to start any kind of campaign, please know like what am I trying to achieve? Even if you've never done it before, you like I don't know, I want a million dollars. Well, let's hone it down and be a little more realistic and think like what's a good achievable goal. So maybe one dollar. <laughs> I need to make my money back and break even if possible. I mean, it really is important to come up with that goal. So we kind of walk through a formula with our team and with our clients is like, what's your revenue goal? Figure that out. So let's just, I kind of wrote down an example for myself because I'm not good at doing math on the fly here. That is not how I work. So I'll be taking out my phone and going crazy. So uh, if you were to, let's say you wanted like a $100,000 launch, which is a big launch for a lot of people. So it's $100,000 is a, is a, nice revenue goal to make. Um, you also then need to know well, what's my product price point. Okay. Well, you know, to reach hundred thousand dollars, if you had a $200 product, means you're going to sell a lot more than maybe if it was a thousand dollar product or a $2,000 product. So that means, uh, let's say you had a thousand dollar product and you want to make a hundred thousand dollars. You need to sell a hundred products. So you have a, I have a thousand dollar program. I need to sell a hundred of them, right? hundred students enroll to him. I thousand dollar revenue goal. Then you have to figure out, now I know my revenue goal, 100,000. 
I know how many products I need to sell. I need to sell 100. First off, most people don't even know those numbers, to be honest. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah. Those are the two biggest numbers to start with, and they should be the easiest. And then you need to figure out how many leads do I need to get to hit that? And meaning, if you bring in X amount of leads, you have to convert a certain amount of those leads to a sale. So does this make sense so far? Yeah. Okay. So I have to convert so many to a sale in order to hit my revenue goal. So there's different um, you know, conversion rates based on the price point of your product, if it's e-com, et cetera. Um, and also, let's just say if you have actually sold this product in the past or similar products, you can probably use some of that data as well to figure out what this might be. Um, but I'm going to give an example of, let's say you want to hit $100,000, sell 100 products. Um, what you're going to do is uh, take your, I actually have it right now, how many leads? You, okay, so you're going to take um, your number of sales, 100 sales, divide it by the percentage. So let's just say you're going to sell anywhere. If you have a product at about $1,000 or more, you can sell anywhere from 1% to 3% of your leads. That means, right, so if I bring in 100 leads, I can sell anywhere from one to three of my leads. They're going to convert to a sale. Um, if it's um, a lower price program, like $250, $300 or less, you can sell higher. It can be like four, five, six, seven percent That's a different story. So let's just say we have a $1,000 program. We're going to sell at 3%. Then you have to just kind of do your math. Like I need, so my 100 sales divided by three, that's my 3%, times 100 means I need 3,333 leads into my webinar, into my challenge, into my video series, into my whatever it is I'm going to pitch. Mm. So knowing that now, you know your goal, you know your revenue goal, you know the number of products you need to sell, you know how many leads you need to get into that. And then from that 3,333 leads, you now need to know what is it going to cost me to get that many people into my world? Wow. And that's kind of yeah. scary. You don't really know, right? So you run it. It could yeah. be, we have averages. It can be anywhere from $3 to $8. Some clients- And clearly, clients. just to interrupt here, but clearly you're not, you don't have to spend all of that money at once, mm -hmm. either, right? No. So if you're going to test it, I would say, if you're going to do like a small webinar and you just want to test, like, is my webinar converting? Is my messaging right? Is the webinar right? Is the product right? Is this going to work? I would say get around 200 people like onto the webinar if you can, anywhere from 150 to 200. And then if that converts, you know you've nailed something. If that doesn't convert, you need to stop, make the tweaks and come back to it. So even though I'm talking about a $100,000 launch, if you're wanting to test it a little bit smaller, just make your number smaller and say, I need to at least get 150 to 200. I don't want to go more than that because I want to see if this works. Does it work? And that could be organically and paid ads. Just get people to that webinar, make sure it works. And then from there, if you know your conversion is not one to 3%, then you can scale it up and start putting more spend to it because it works and it doesn't stop, pivot, make your changes, test again. But I definitely like for a lot of our clients that come in, if they're testing a new webinar it is not like throw all the money at it. Cause if it yeah. doesn't work, then you kind of just put yourself in a hole. So really. Right. So, so, so just to just sort of like look at this a different way. If we're going to get 200 people there, like you said, to test it out and the leads are some, maybe like, let's just say $3 yep. or $4, right? Three to $4. That means we're going to spend six to eight hundred dollars to test this, and yep. if we have two hundred people and we're looking between a one to three percent conversion rate, we're going to get two to six buyers at a thousand dollars a piece. So we're saying that we're going to we're going to invest six to eight hundred dollars to make between two thousand and six thousand dollars, which is pretty nice. Which is pretty awesome, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why I rely on James to do all the math like that. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I think, I think you brought up a really great point. Like, and and it's funny, like it's so obvious when you say it out loud. But even just recently, this was a bit of a breakthrough for me in our cosmetics brand. Like what you just said a moment ago, where you know, I think everybody will say, "I want to make X amount." You know, everyone will throw the income figure. I want to generate. You know, is it possible to do this much? But no one will ever trace that back. Then, well, how does that come to fruition? You know, and, I, and, and I'm kind of smiling here because I, I had this breakthrough, like say, in our cosmetics company where I would keep saying to myself, we need to start hitting you know, 5K a day or this or that. But I never actually trace back and say, well, hang on, how many products do we need to actually do that? Do we even have the inventory to reach the goals that I'm just spewing out of my mouth? And it's such an easy thing. Like it's such an easy mistake when someone like yourself sits there and says, well, have you actually traced it back to know like what it will take to equal that outcome? You kind of hit yourself on the head and say, well, that's obvious. But no, I haven't done that. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I think, I think that in, it, in and of itself, if people just take that piece and just stop throwing out figures that would be nice to make and instead say, OK, well, yeah, well, this is my goal. But let me just work out some of the numbers here and see how that's possible. Because, yeah, I'm guessing, you know, there'll be people that are maybe at five figures a month that want to do six figures a month. And, and you can say, yeah, it's, it's possible. It's possible to go seven figures a month. But do you have the spend right now? Do you have the stock? Do you have the support facilities? Is everything in place to realize that outcome? Otherwise, it's just a just like a figure that we just throw out of our ass, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we just I just literally had this conversation with my team this morning on our on our daily meeting. And I mean, it comes all the way to where we have a client who has um looks like her, she revamped her page after we asked her two multiple times and now it's converting. It's so great. And so, you know, I'm like, the sales still seem low, but like, what's going on? I'm like, and, and so the biggest thing I said to them was how many people have gotten to this sales page in like the last week? And it was like, Oh, like 80. I'm like, well, that's only why, that's why she's only getting like two sales a week because she's not getting enough traffic. Like all the numbers tell you, like if you got, now that we know it converts, we know it's converting at a certain percentage. Now you need to get the traffic there. When you know all these numbers, you know where the little bottleneck is. Like, why are the sales coming in? Well, if you actually just look, we just didn't send enough traffic to the actual sales page. Right. We have all the top of funnel going, but not enough people here. If we just increase that, sales will start coming in. Like mm -hmm. that. Knowing those little numbers help you know where to adjust and pivot. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so right. important. And, and I think that that also sets you up for having the right expectation going into it because you're like, oh, well, I, you know, Facebook doesn't work, but like, okay, well, what part of it doesn't work? It's just like, it's such a big thing. You got to like break it up into these smaller, smaller little milestones and figure out what is working, what's not working, all that stuff. So, um, so one, one other thing that I want to touch on here is obviously you could get a lot of the wrong people to your page. And that could be another reason why things aren't necessarily working out the way that you want. How do you go about finding the right people? Like yeah. the, the audience, like who should we be showing this ad to? Cause I feel like it doesn't matter how great your ad is. doesn't matter how great your offer is. Like all this stuff could be amazing, but if you're showing it to the wrong people, it's not going to work. Right. Yep. So it's kind of twofold, right? Because A, if you're getting blocked, <laughs> I, I love it's always <laughs> this guy. Please shout out my channel. Like, why? Why am I going to shout out this guy's channel? I don't even know who you are. That we are it. not shouting out your channel, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Just in the comments, like on the YouTube comments. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Oh Sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. I don't even know what my question, what your question was anymore. My See question is about the audience. Right. Uh, like how how do you find out mm -hmm. 
like that you're targeting the right people? Like, how do you know how to go after them? You know, cause there's a big difference between like, like, uh, Dean's Dean and, Dean. and, there and what difference that <laughs> yeah, Dean and James Dean. Right. So <laughs> how do you, how do you know how to do that? Yeah. So a couple of pieces. So obviously you're targeting in general, like, are you going after interests that are interests that your ideal audience is interested in um, creating really good lookalike audiences based on if you have past buyers or a uh, top, you know, 10% of people who actually visit your website, most likely those are the repeat visitors. So they're just more likely to be your ideal client. You can, you can create lookalikes and just custom audiences to retarget them. Um, so targeting is one piece, right? Doing the right targeting. The other piece is your messaging, because here's the thing. If you get 200 people to opt into your webinar, they obviously were interested in what you had to say, right? Because you have, you have the, we have people who say, you know, you had 200 people opt into the webinar, but they weren't ideal. So, and that can happen. Um, and A, if they opt in, obviously they were interested somewhat, right? So they're obviously interested in what you have to say. Um, your messaging though, right? So that means you got the right targeting, but your messaging is probably where you're missing the mark because who are you, how are you speaking to them, right? Are you speaking to them as like a victim? Are you speaking to them as like, woe is me and I'm here to give you everything so you can become successful? Or is it more like realistic approach? Like, hey, this takes work and you've invested already. Hey, if you say you invested already, you're probably talking to people who invested already. Um, so some of the verbiage you can use will speak and resonate differently with each person. You know, if I'm just like, hey, you wanna make uh, a successful six-figure business? Join me for your webinar now. Like how many people are gonna join your webinar? They're like, me, 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 let's do it. Whereas you're like, look, you've tried. You've, you've been trying, you've spent money. Um, you're looking to impact lives. That speaks to somebody a little bit differently. Um, and I'm here to help you do the work strategically and build that successful business so you can start impacting. It's a completely different person you're talking to, completely. So it's going to attract the right person, I think, to anything you want, whether it's e-com, whether it's price course, courses, whatever it is. It's just your messaging. So it's targeting, definitely. But I feel like your messaging is like up here to that. Um, and then from there, like once you get people in your world, it's nurturing them with content because the more you nurture them with different pieces of content, the more you're validating they are part of your tribe. This is what interests them. Everything you have to say is exactly what they're feeling, what they're resonating with, what they're struggling with. So the more you can actually just nurture them before they even get to your webinar or to your challenge, the more they're like, they've already bought in. They bought into what you have to say and they're ready to take the next step, whatever that next step is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that can I, just to just to make sure I'm clear on what you just said there. I think that's fascinating. Are you are you sort of saying that sort of nowadays it, targeting? Yes, whilst important. Are you sort of saying that the frame from the messaging that you're putting people in before they click, wherever they're going to go, whether it's a book, a webinar, an offer, whatever, you're saying that that is probably more important than the actual targeting of what they're interested in or who they are right now. Is that is that what you're saying? I mean, obviously, if you're going after a completely wrong audience, it's a big thing. Right. So yeah, of course. If you're going after a generally interested audience, your messaging is the most important thing. Most right. important thing. And it can you can have the same audience with two different messaging that's going to bring in different people from that same audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fascinating. It's interesting. We've it, The reason I was picking up on that is because for about the last 30 days, this is something that we've been focusing on with our ads. You know, we've got a free plus shipping book funnel. And, you know, we used to very much lead with a message of like, you know, free book, you know, about this subject, click here. 
And uh, now in comparison, you know, actually, you know, we're not trying to sell the book in the ad, but it's more like a different kind of messaging. And we've seen, you know, not much impact on our cost to get the visitor there, but our conversions once they're there have, have, have really shot up because of that. So I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And that's a huge piece too, because then you're thinking like, oh man, my sales page sucks. Like it's just not converting. You're like, well, how did you pre-frame it before they got there? Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I feel like a lot of people... Oh, sorry, James. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think, you know, for a long time when, you know, in conversations I used to have around paid ads, you know, you have people and I'm, and, you know, I'm not saying this isn't correct to some degree, but a lot of the messaging that I would always hear from people running ads is that, you know, the ad isn't there to sell the products. It's there just to get the click. And like when you think if you think about things in that way, yeah, I totally understand. We're not trying to sell an item and justify price and build all that stuff into the ad. But I think if you just go for the click and you take that mentality, like people may not be clear on what they're clicking through for, and it's going to look like your offer doesn't work and it's going to cause all kind of crazy things. So I've always, I've always had an issue with people that say the ad is only there to get the click. You know, I've never, I've never fully quite got that. So to hear you kind of confirm that no, like, no, that's not quite the way that we're seeing things work. I think, I think that in of itself, if people only take that away from this, like forget the concept of only getting a click on your ad and think about who am I sending through to that offer? And what frame of mind are they in when they arrive? If I'm saying free book, but now you have to pay $7 for shipping, a lot of people are going to bounce. They're going to say, well, it's not free, right? So mm -hmm. I sent you there in the wrong way. The ad did its job and found the right person, but I sent you there in the wrong frame of mind and I've set myself up to lose. Yep, yep, yep. We had a client come to us who they're, uh, they're like, my webinar is not converting on ads. It's just not converting. And I looked at their stats I'm like, they're telling me their CT, their, their click-through rate was like insanely high. Like I was like, man, like their CTR link, which means that their copy is getting massive clicks to the page. I was like, man, what does your copy say? I'm really excited to see this. And because the creative was probably really good. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm really excited to see like what is working, but then your page isn't converting. And it was like a one-liner that was just curiosity driven. And they had no idea what they were clicking. It was just very curiosity. And I was like, oh, well, that makes some, I'm like, your page may not really suck. I promise you. It's just what's going on on the front end. So let's change that and then see how your page converts, which was converting much, much better after that. And it was just, uh, their page was just a picture of Dean on his horse with his nipple tassels on. <laughs> and, they, and that's why people were leaving. Uh, it's, because, it's because I only had one nipple exposed instead right. of two. Yeah. So, if I had a do if I had a dollar for every time I had an ad campaign go wrong because I made that exact mistake, <laughs> like I would have had a faster path to making money with Facebook. Um, but we're talking, you know, we're kind of talking about the preframe here, and um, you know, I think all of us in the marketing world love Robert Cialdini and his book Influence and his other book that he wrote years later, Persuasion. He told a story and I'll probably get some of the details wrong, but they, um, this nonprofit was trying to, you know, raise money through donations by going door to door in different people's neighborhoods. And in, and in the first case, they knocked on people's doors and they were like, Hey, will you donate to our cause? And like, you know, 90% of the people said no. And, you know, a handful of people gave small donations in the second neighborhood. They sent an advance team and, um, and they went and said, hey, would you be willing to put this little sign in your yard that says, please slow down your driving. Our kids live here. Something like that. And they were like, yeah, of course, I'll put the sign in my yard. Then the next week or whatever, a few days later, they went to those people and they said, are you willing to donate? Donations shot through the roof because the preframe was now these people felt like they're socially responsible 
and they want to do all this stuff. And and his whole point throughout the whole book, which he made you know masterfully, was the preframe is sometimes more important than the actual offer itself. And that's exactly what you're saying here. Um, and then we got a comment here from uh, from Christian. Irresistible offer plus right messaging plus kick-ass ad campaign equals money. Dollar signs. I Christian agree. already left because he just dropped a mic and bounced straight yeah, out. Yeah, he's just door. gone. He was like, I'm right. out. Leaving this here. Yeah. <laughs> better better than the other comment. <laughs> I had to block that guy. He's like, please, please promote my channel. Please. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> um, but the preframe, the preframe is so important. And if it's not congruent, if it's like, uh, you know, misleading or confusing or whatever, then, you know, people will get the click and you're getting charged for the click. Right. So it's in your best interest to create a solid preframe. You get charges for them watch seeing this as or scrolling through. So you better make sure it's like all congruent. And that's, congruency is a big one because what your ad says to what your page says that's sometimes if a page isn't converting we're also looking at that congruency what is the ad saying what does the page say is there like a discrepancy somewhere are they getting confused is it talking about the exact same thing or is it a little different those are really important because once you get to the page it just needs to be an easy yes your ad should have been like oh yeah i want that they go to the page it's like yeah, it's just a repeat of exactly what i said i just want okay let me get it versus i'm gonna give you a whole bunch of more information they're like no no now i yeah. just Excuse me. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure we're talking about on this show, because this, you know, it's going to be on our channel and everywhere and specific things inside the ad manager. Like, how do you go and do this? Like all those things are changing, like on an hourly basis. Right. But the strategy of how you think about how you approach it, like all those things remain consistent. Um, And so maybe this next question is, you know, I don't know, strategic or it's tactical and you'll, you'll have to be the judge of that, Jessica. But once something is working, how do you scale it? Right. There's like a whole other, you know, train of thought to like, okay, we got, you know, like you said, we got those first 200 people on the webinar and we got the, you know, three, $4 per registrant. We saw our numbers. It looks good. Okay, cool. I've got something that's working now. How do I turn that into that revenue goal? Like, how do I get, you know, the 300,000 or the 3,000 people there? Like, how do you, how do you scale something that's working? Okay. So first off, I just think this is so funny that you just said that because I just got something in the mail yesterday that is perfect to what you just said. And James, I think you already kind of might know about this. So I'm just going to show it because it's perfect what you just said. So we just got this made. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. For those of you guys who are just listening to the audio, she's holding up a t-shirt that says, scale the poop emoji out of your ads. <laughs> it's the best thing. So this is something that I say a lot to our team. I'm like, we'll just scale the shit. Oh, we don't. I don't know what we say on the show. So scale the poop out of it. I say to my team all the time. So we got some ads for it because it's so true. So if you have something that's working and you're like, I did the webinar, I had 200 people show up. I had a two and a half, three 3% conversion rate. That's amazing. What, what do I do next? Create your next goal, right? What's your next goal? So whatever you hit just then, make sure it's realistic. Don't go from I made $5,000 to I want to make $100,000. Make some more incremental steps that just seem more realistic because you know- right. like, so, so just so we're not, so everybody's clear on the incremental. So five, I made 5,000, now I want to make 10,000. I made 5,000, I want to make 7,500. I made five, I want to make 20. Like what? So it's also about what your budget, what you, what you want to budget, right? So if you did 5,000, there's no reason why you can't triple that. So why can't we make 15 or even 20,000? There's no reason why you can't do that. 
but work your numbers backwards, okay? And then say, this is what I need to spend for that. And also take it into account because every single time you do a webinar, the conversions can vary. Depends on who is actually opting in and yeah. all the different pieces. So if I converted a little less, would I still be okay? So I always like to be more cautious than realistic. So if I want to hit five thousand to twenty thousand dollars in sales, and my conversion rate last time was two and a half, I'm going to say I'm going to convert it to just to be a little safer. Is this working for me? Am I still profitable? Which most likely you are, and then start there. And then once you hit that goal, go up higher. And at that point, you can scale a lot faster. Once I feel like you've gotten to that mark, you can probably scale a lot faster if you're willing to put the budget in. And if you've already converted a couple times at a very similar conversion rate, you're pretty good to go and say, I want to hit 100,000. Just make sure you know your numbers along the way. So if you're, you realize you're not hitting something, you can backtrack and pivot if you need to. And how, free, and how frequently are you looking at these numbers? Every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, no, your number times the minutes. <laughs> when I first started advertising, it was like an F five refresh party. My full time job is now hitting refresh. I'm like, I've reached sixteen people. Come on, <laughs> come on, let's go seventeen. <laughs> yeah, definitely every day. But you know, some people do get very nervous. They're like, literally, they need a straight jacket on because they just want to look at it all day. And they're like. It's, you know, 10 a.m. and I haven't hit this. It's 1 p.m. I haven't hit this. Like, calm it down. And your cost per lead will fluctuate. So if you're looking at a daily basis, it will stress you out because one day you might be at six, but then the next day you might be at three. So like looking at a three-day time frame is really helpful. But we uh, we do look every day to see the trend. But three-day holistic average is where I'd probably look at so you don't freak yourself out a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then how do you, like, where's the tolerance there to say, okay, something went wrong? Right. Cause it's like, okay, great. Everything's working fine. And that's ideal. Yep. But then, but then something invariably could go wrong, right? You could have uh, an ad disapproval, which is obviously you'll know that went wrong because they just, I had something go wrong yesterday. Go for it. We've had like numerous ad disapprovals lately and like late yesterday evening, all of a sudden I start getting notifications saying like your ad has been approved. Your ad's been approved. And they approved like, and we're spending, we're only in the region on this business, like maybe like, I think we're spending like 400 a day. And like through all these random approvals from stuff we didn't even ask to be reviewed, it more than doubled our budget, but it spent the money in about the last two hours of the day. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I was gosh. thinking like, oh, good job we wasn't spending 10 grand a day. That could have been scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and face and that's Facebook is crazy. But FYI, everyone, they've been doing obviously a lot of rejections lately. Right account shut down. So obviously, you know, that's going to happen. And we just can't control how um, mean Facebook can be. Um, so yeah, that 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 sucks. But James, to go back to your, maybe you want to repeat your question. Like, what is well, like, how do you know? So so disapprovals are one thing because you get a notification about that, right? But so you're looking at your numbers. At what point do you say what was working is no longer working, right? Because it's sort of this game of we got to keep doubling down on the things that are working and we got to cut the things that aren't working. How, how do you go about making those judgment calls? Yep. So we always look at like a three, seven, 14 day time frame. And so you're looking at, depends on like what you're running and what you're doing. Right. So if you're trying to run an evergreen webinar, um, first off, are you, is, is your, are you going to have traffic at the cost you want? So if you're used to getting a $5 lead for your webinar, which is pretty good, um, is that now $8 lead? Is that now $9 lead? And you're, because mm. that means is if you have a set budget, you're going to have less people opting in, which means right. less 
sale. So you have to look at that and say, is this working? Oh, I, my, my cost is going up. I need to now, you know, immediately start working on my traffic. Like what, get new images, get new, depending on what is not working, knowing your numbers and knowing what they mean are one thing. Um, but you have to, you just have to be able to pivot right away. So if you want to, um, if like in three or seven days, I'd say like three to seven days, three days is like the average I would look at to make some changes before then, unless you're spending a thousand dollars a day, if you want to make changes probably more daily. Um, but if you're, if you're probably under a thousand, you can make it within that two to three day time frame. seven days. If you are like, I'm running a small product offer, it is $27 with upsells, et cetera. So my average cart value is maybe like 67 or $72, whatever it is. Um, and it's profitable, right? And then three days later, it's still profitable. Four days later, it's really not profitable anymore. And you keep going to that seven day mark. If it's been profitable outside like a three to four day mark, you need to say, I need to stop. I need to figure out what's happening. And now I'm giving that three to four day mark, but keep in mind, if you're spending thousands, you're gonna wanna do it faster. If you're spending a lot less, you need the data to know really, is it working? The amount of data you get means you can make decisions faster. So the more data you get, the faster you can make a decision, the less data you get, you need more of it. So um, like if any of our clients, if they're not working in sales or happening in like a three to four day time frame, I'm like, what's going on? What needs to shift? Because if you don't make a shift now, it's gonna take a day or two for your shift anyways to start like kind of working. So like you're gonna have like a whole week of like no sales happening. So you gotta be quick to make those changes, but not too quick. To where you just didn't give Facebook enough time to do its thing. Like some people, they run ads for two days, they spent $100, and it's like, it's not working. I got to change everything. And like, no, no, just give it a minute. I promise yeah. it'll work. Yeah. Well, I, th I think you're touching on a really important thing there in terms of advertising, and that is being emotionally attached to it. Like, yeah. I, I think this is a hard game if you are so like, I, I imagine this is one of the benefits to, you know, having someone like yourself, Jessica, come in and take over it because I think most people, if they're the product owner, creator, or whatever, they're so attached to this thing and it's so easy to think, oh my gosh, like, you know, I've been running the ad for 12 hours, not one sale. I think I need to kill this thing. Yeah. You know, so attached to it that I think, you know, that's something that people have got to separate from, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, it's you have to be mentally prepared. I, I feel yeah. like when I talk sometimes to our, our coach, like our um, clients and some of my coaching students, I have to like mentally prepare them. I'm like, right. you just have to be ready because Facebook ads can drive you crazy. And so if you just aren't like prepared mentally for the ups and downs that it gives you, I mean, I'll, I mean, I get it all. I get ups and downs. I mean, like all of a sudden, like the other, this last week when all these rejections and disapprovals were happening, I was having a great day. I was like, today's an awesome day. Ending the day at like eight o'clock at night, like three hours <laughs> got shut down. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I hate Facebook. I hate my life. I need to go drown my sorrows in margarita. Um, <laughs> I would do anyways, but. Um, <laughs> Don't use that as an excuse. You already had one in your hand before it happened. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Facebook is like an emotional roller coaster, even for the best of us. So, you know, you just have to mentally prepare for it. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, de definitely. I think that um, it's, it, maybe not everybody will relate to this, but I used to trade options and currencies and things like that in the, you know, the trade markets. Right. And you're, you're trading with your money, right? Which is basically what you're doing here with Facebook as well. You're like, okay, if I put, you know, a dollar in, I'm hoping I get a dollar fifty or two dollars out or whatever it is. And, you know, when you're trading, you know, buying a stock or something, for example, you want to have a stop loss, right? Like if this goes the other direction, when am I going to pull out? Right. And you want to have a target. Like where am I going to take profits off the table if this is going really well? Right. And you know, having there's an old saying that said, you know, plan your trade and trade your plan. And I think that 
I think that sort of applies here too, so that you're you're understanding there's going to be a level of volatility right. with everything, but you're preparing for it. Yeah, and Black Friday's coming, so like that, like that can get you a little uh, emotional, and there's a lot of people doing ads, and so if you're going to do that, it's the same thing we've been talking about this whole time: preparing for it, knowing what you're willing to spend. Um, you know, if you want to sell 50 units, uh, or you want to make, if you let's say your product is $100 that you're going to sell for Black Friday, that's, that's coming up. Uh, are you willing to spend up to $50 for your $100 product? Great. Then know that $50 times whatever your goal is, 30 sales, that's your budget. And then just keep an eye on it and say, realistically, this is what I want. This is probably the low end. This is the high end. And I just have to be prepared for it either way. So prepare for Black Friday that's coming up. It's so exciting. Yeah, we just we just talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago, like how to get your Black Friday offer awesome. ready. So I've got two more uh, two more questions we got to fire through real quickly. Um, one is how do you make the decision whether to do your ads in house or hire somebody with an agency like you? Like, how does somebody go about making that decision? Absolutely. So uh, in-house or agency with the agency, you get a lot of hats in one. So the, the hard part about doing agency versus trying to do in-house and I'm all about, you know, do what works best for you. But the nice part about our agency, at least what we've done is we've kind of built this entire team for you. And you have like one, like one go-to person. So you've got copywriters, you've got designers, you've got um, strategists, you've got funnel experts, you've got tech people who can help if you need it. Um, and then you've got your media buyer which is, I just talked about a whole bunch of things that was outside of the actual media buyer. So you've right. kind of got all these positions in one and I've hired enough media buyers to tell you that um, it's hard to find one person who can do all of that. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at creative and copy and I'm not, I'm not the best, but I'm pretty good. But even me, like there's no way, like it's, it, I couldn't do it. So that's kind of the benefit of like if you go to an agency and you're ready to have someone just like take it all on and do the whole thing and 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 rock it out um, versus if you want to do in-house you just need to make sure that if you have a media buyer they can do all those things really well or you're going to hire all of them individually which is going to cost you more than it would an agency to be honest with you right so you so maybe you'll be at a level at which you could have those different roles in-house and on your team 100 percent Right. And we have, we have some clients that are at that level and have us as part of their media buying team. And they've got a whole other like set in their internal mm -hmm. team. Um, so hundred percent. That's why I am all for either one, depending on where you're at. I think that's amazing if you can do it all internally. Cause I mean, I'm the same way. I like to have things internally in my agency that, you know, so if you right. can do that hundred percent, or if you can bring an agency to help supplement that too, that's awesome too. But it is hard if you are not at that place to hire four or five positions to do what an agency can do, um, then I would definitely recommend going to an agency. Right. Right. Awesome. And, uh, and then last thing I have been told you're launching a podcast all about Facebook ads. I am. And, uh, that was actually a big part of the reason I want to bring you on here today was, you know, obviously have this conversation, but also, you know, give your, uh, give your new podcast a little bit of love. Tell us a little bit about the podcast. Yeah. So it's called ad agency secrets podcast and it, <laughs> it's going to come out December 1st. So I've been just kind of, uh, super excited about a recording episodes and really you're just going to get a behind the scenes of an agency that's running, um, millions of dollars in ads, um, working with clients on a daily basis, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's digital products and programs. So we're in this every single day. We know the strategies that work. We know what's shifting in Facebook. Um, so 
really, I'm just going to kind of divulge all of that information on here, answer burning questions that people have, give behind the scenes on what's working for our clients right now, or, um, you know, disapprovals from Facebook and why they're being so mean and all the kind of fun stuff that um, it's kind of hard to get anywhere else. So I'm just excited to share what's going on in the agency with everybody. And you're going to learn a lot that you can implement that day in your ads. That's awesome. So, so, so December 1st, people will be able to go to, uh, you know, the Apple podcasts and Google play and all those places, ad agency secrets. Ad agency secrets. And if you go to my site, jessicawoman.com forward slash podcast, it'll be there as well. But go to go everywhere else to find it. Yep. It'll be available December 1st. Outstanding. Nice. I love how you thought to yourself, you know what? It's the US election. It's Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. It's Q4. Christmas is coming up. I should launch a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great idea right now. <laughs> Literally, that's kind of what came in my mind. But yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You like a challenge. I like it. And then she had three more margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was after the that was a decision made after the first six. <laughs> right. Two episodes I might have had a margarita in me. Who knows? You'll never know. So you have to we listen to episode. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> like this was a margarita episode. There should be like a little icon on the margarita episodes with I like a little that. margarita glass or something like in the top right corner of the podcast cover yeah. art. That's funny. I should do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so jessicawallman.com forward slash podcast. And obviously, um, you know, we got lots of people who are listening to this, running their own companies and, you know, trying to figure out how to grow and scale. And so if people would like to uh, work with you and your agency, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? Yeah, they can just go to jessicawallman.com forward slash agency and you'll learn cool. all about what we do and who we help and if we can work together. Um, yeah, check me out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we'll make sure that all those links are in the show notes and everything else. Uh, I'm Dean, gonna, any parting? I got a freebie for you if you want. You what? All, yeah. What? Like, <laughs> y'all can go to Jessica Wallman. Obviously, y'all. Y'all can go to JessicaWallman.com forward slash ad kit. And that's just going to give you like anatomy of a converting ad, headlines, targeting, things like an entire checklist we go through with every single new client we have. So literally, it's like a lot in one little freebie and it's hundred percent free. So just grab it. Hell yeah. Nice. There we All go. Right. With forward slash ad kit and the fun continues. <laughs> um, Dean, any parting words of wisdom before we, uh, before we wrap up the show? Uh, well, no, I just uh, just say thanks, Jesse, for sharing all this. I think one of the, one of the biggest themes that I think, you know, again, setting people up with expectation. One of the big themes that's come out of this for me, as I've sat back listening to all the advice you've shared is that, it sounds like for people starting out or not starting out scaling, that most of the work goes in before you actually turn on an ad. Yeah. It's like all the mm -hmm. research, the planning, the preparation, everything there. I think a lot of people's mistake is they just think, oh, Facebook ads. Yeah, turn it on, throw a thing up, and, and good things will happen. I think what you've demonstrated here in a theme without actually directly saying it, a lot of what you were advising was like, no, the preparation, the planning, you know, the research, the this, the that. None of it was, you know, and then it's just turning on the ad afterwards. So I think that's a that's a big theme. And I think if people take that away, it should really support them and help them out. I love it. You summed it up perfectly. Outstanding. Well, this uh yeah, this has been exactly what I was hoping for. And you know, just like the mindset, the frame of mind that people need to have going into this, you know, let's uh let's drop this whole like uh I tried Facebook, it doesn't work for me. It's like, did you did you do all of the things? that we just talked about here, you know, going all the way back to the beginning of the show, we're talking about, you know, 
figuring out where your targets are, reverse engineering what you uh, what you need, how to figure all that stuff out, how to make sure you're getting the messaging right, sending people to something that works, you know, um, you know, managing and the numbers and monitor everything. I think you know, for me, this is an episode that if you are interested in getting more traffic to your thing, you should definitely go back and listen to again. Take Jessica up on her offer, jessicawallman.com forward slash ad kit. Thank you so much for being here, Jessica. Um, reluctantly, I will also thank you, Dean, for being here, even though it's another hour of my life lost looking at your your face. And uh, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, man. And thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys being here. We will be back next time for another episode of Just Tips. See you, everybody. Later. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.